Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Let It Go, as we pick up in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Much better just to say, oh, let it go. Just to pass over the transgressions. The king's wrath is as a roaring of a lion, but his favor is as the dew on the grass. A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. That's like the Chinese torture trick, you know. Or you ever have a leaky faucet and you're trying to sleep at night and you hear the bloop, bloop, bloop. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. Oh, isn't that neat? He that finds a wife finds a good thing. A prudent wife is from the Lord. God is good to us. Slothfulness, the laziness again, casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. He that keeps the commandment keeps his own soul, but he that despises his ways shall die. Then he that has pity upon the poor is lending to the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. Now, here's an interesting thing. As I told you, God takes up the cause of the poor. And if you have pity on the poor and give to them, then God will repay you. In other words, it's like loaning to God to give to the poor. That's how much God takes up the cause. And God says, I'll repay you. So it's a neat thing to give to the poor. You're lending to the Lord. I like to lend to the Lord. I think it's it's grand to be able to lend to God. How can I do that? By giving to the poor. You're lending to the Lord. And the Lord will repay you. The Lord will pay you back. Try it. Chasten your son while there is hope, and let not your soul spare for his crying. Now, kids learn very quickly to start wailing the minute you look at them, you know, so that you won't hit them so hard or you won't spank them so long or whatever. And so they they really, they, they catch on quick, you know. Really wail and scream, even when you missed them, you know. (laughs) Because there's a condition for that. So go ahead and spank your son, really, while there's hope. Don't, Don't spare for his crying. Now, of course, let me say there there is reason. And and surely the Bible does not advocate child abuse. And there in these days in which we live is, is so much child abuse. It's terrible. 
To abuse a child has to be one of the worst things that a person could do. A little child that is so helpless, can't defend himself. I think that we need to be extremely careful in, in our punishment of a child. And um, I, I think that when we get to these kind of scriptures, surely we do not understand them to mean beating a child. Spanking a child, yes, but not beating a child. There's, there's no value in that ever. A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. For if you deliver him, you're just going to have to do it again. A guy with a hot temper, you know, you may get in and help him out, but man, you're just going to have to do it again. Hear counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in the latter end. There are many devices in man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsels of the Lord, they shall stand. In other words, you can't really fight against God or against God's word. Now, you may have all kinds of devices. You may be figuring out all kinds of schemes, but ultimately, you know, God's word is going to stand. There's an old Greek saying, the dice of the gods are loaded. It means you just can't go against God's word and win. God has said certain things, and you may scheme and devise all you want, but the word of the Lord is going to stand. And any time you try to go against the word of God, you're going to lose. The desire of a man is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord tends to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He will not be visited with evil. So the fear of the Lord, how important it is, reverencing God, it just tends towards life. You'll be satisfied, not visited with evil. The slothful man, again the lazy man, he hides his hand in his bosom, and this is really lazy. He won't even so much as bring it to his mouth. <laughs> Man, that's really lazy. When you get so lazy, you're not going to feed yourself. You've had it. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. He that wasteth his father and chases away his mother is a rat. <laughs> He's a son that causes shame and brings reproach. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes to err from the words of knowledge. An ungodly witness scorns judgment, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. And judgments are prepared for the scorners and stripes for the backs of fools. Into chapter 20, wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. He will have more to say about wine as we move along.
in chapter 23. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contention? Who has babblings? Who has wounds without cause? Who has red eyes? They that tarry long at wine and those that go to seek mixed wine and so forth. And he talks about them in chapter 23. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. Whoever is deceived thereby is not wise. In the New Testament, we are told that in choosing those as overseers in the church, they are not to be given to wine. In the Old Testament, there were two sons of Aaron who, when they had built the altar and were ready to offer sacrifices, the fire of God came down and kindled the altar. And Aaron's two sons grabbed their little incense burners and put coals in them and started in to offer incense before the Lord. And the fire of God came from the altar and consumed the two sons of Aaron. And when this happened, the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron and his sons, and tell them that they are not to be drinking wine when they come in to offer sacrifices before me. For God does not want service from any kind of a false stimulation. So, there are people today that feel a freedom and a liberty to drink wine. And again, it's a thing where, you know, you say, well, Jesus turned the water and all this kind of stuff. And you can rationalize and all. But yet, wine is a mocker. Better that you didn't. The thing is, again, not is it right, is it wrong, is it pleasing? Is this what God wants? Strong drink is raging. Whoever is deceived by them is not wise. Paul said, all things are lawful for me. So you can prove that it's lawful. But he said, I will not be brought under the power of any. Does it affect my judgment at all? Does it affect my attitudes? Then I'm being brought under its power. The fear of the king is as a roaring of a lion. Whoso provokes him to anger sins against his own soul. You provoke a king, provoke a lion, you're in trouble. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. But every fool will just keep on meddling. You know, there are sometimes you, you just don't want to get into trouble. You don't want to get in a brawl. But the guy just keeps kneeling, just keeps going and going and going. The fool will just keep on meddling. We used to have a great big old English setter, Duke. And he's the kind of dog every boy should have to grow up with, you know. Of course, we didn't have leash laws in those days. And everywhere I went, Duke was with me. Ride my bike, he'd, you know, be alongside. Go to school, 
create worse havoc in school. <laughs> Through the hallways looking for me and all. And he was big. He could jump up and his feet would be on my shoulders. He could lick my face. And, and he was just a, a boy's dog, great dog. Those English setters are, are very independent dogs, and they're sort of a one-owner type of dog. In other words, you call them, you try and pet them, and they, they're very independent. They have nothing to do with you, but their master, you know, they're just devoted. And Duke was just devoted to me. I was his master, and just, you know, I could whistle anything else, and, man, he would come charging. He was just my dog. And we went up to Bass Lake one summer, and took Duke with us. And um, he created quite a bit of havoc uh, there at Bass Lake. One evening we were sitting down to eat dinner, and of course the campfire and so forth, cooked the food and fixing dinner. And he looked sort of longingly at our food. <laughs> and then he went over and began to dig in the dirt and pulled up a whole string of sausages that he had ripped off from some camp somewhere. <laughs> And there was this little terrier dog that was in a camp next to us. And here, Duke, big old thing, and this little terrier was always yipping. And whenever Duke would go running along the lake, this little dog would be nipping at him and yipping, and he just ignored him. You know, just like a little mouse, and you just, you know, go away, you little runt, you know, you're... And just leave me alone. But this little dog kept persisting. And one day, Duke was running along the lake, and this little dog was along, yipping and nipping, and evidently clipped him and made him mad. And he turned around and picked up this little dog in his mouth and just flung him on out into the lake. <laughs> but it reminded me of this proverb. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but the fool will just keep on meddling until he's into trouble, you know. Now we deal with the sluggard or the slothful, the lazy man again. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Oh, it's too cold to go out and plow today. Therefore, he'll be begging in the time of harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. This is beautiful. But a man of understanding will draw it out. Now, a really good counselor will be able to draw you out. Deep within, you know the answer. You know what's right. You know what you should be doing. And a counselor really isn't there to tell you what to do. He's there to help you understand yourself. Now, it's like a well of deep water. It's down inside. You know basically what you should be doing. And a man of understanding, a good counselor, can draw it out of you. And, and that's what wise counseling really is. It's drawing out the answers within the person. I'm not a good counselor. Don't come to me. But I mean, just know what they should be doing. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? but a faithful man who can find. The just man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. The king that sits 
in the throne of judgment scatters away all of the evil with his eyes. He looks around. And <laughs> Who can say, I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Can any of you say that? I've made my, I'm pure. <laughs> Who can say it? Now, here's the thing again on the balances, the weights. Diverse weights and diverse measures. This is, you know, as I said, one to buy and one to sell. Both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. If you have different sizes of cups, different weights, they're an abomination to God. Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. You begin to see that even in a child. The hearing ear, the seeing eye, the Lord hath made both of them. Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. Get up. Now this one is so typical. It is nothing, it is nothing, says the buyer. But when he has gone his way, he boasts. Man, what a deal I got, you know. <laughs> Yet when you're, you know, you're looking at it, oh, it's, you know, it's an old dog, that's not worth anything. It's nothing. There is gold and a multitude of ribbies, but the lips of knowledge are like a precious jewel. Take his garment that is a surety for a stranger and take a pledge of him for a strange woman. The bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth will be filled with gravel. Deceitfulness. You may think it's smart, but man, you're going to grind. Every purpose is established by counsel. And with good advice, make war. He that goes about as a talebearer reveals secret, and therefore meddle not with him that is flattering with his lips. Whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in obscure darkness. An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning but the end thereof shall not be blessed. And say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And so don't you go around saying, well, I'm going to get even. I'll repent him or get even for his evil. Just give it to the Lord. Now, diverse weights are an abomination unto the Lord, and a false balance is not good. Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? Isn't that interesting? Man's goings are of the Lord. God guides my path. How then can I understand my own way? It is a snare to a man who devours that which is holy and after vows to make an inquiry. In other words, if you make a vow to God, then don't modify it, just keep it. A wise king scatters the wicked 
and brings the wheel over them. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all of the inward parts of his life. The spirit of man, God's candle, searching within. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and his throne is upheld by mercy. And the glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is their gray head. I don't know where that leaves me. <laughs> the blueness of a wound cleanses away evil. So do stripes, the inward parts of the life. Proverbs, interesting little bits of instruction and wisdom. A wise man will take heed to them and will gain in knowledge. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 19 through 20 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Father, we thank you for the instruction in the way of righteousness and truth, that which is good, that which is wholesome, that which is honest. O God, keep us from the wicked way, from the false lips, from the tell-bearing. May we in love relate to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. As we look back over the roadmap of our lives, we often see the value of troubled times, personal trials, and even the experiences of pain or the death of a loved one. 
These are the building blocks that establish God's plan for us. It is with great honor that I'm pleased to introduce Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography entitled A Memoir of Grace. You're invited to pull up a chair and listen as Pastor Chuck shares his personal story of how God's grace prepared him for life's purposes. Perhaps as you're reading this story, you'll be prompted to evaluate your own past, your present situation, and that which is yet to happen, and realize that it all plays a part in establishing God's plan for you. See God's grace at work in your own life when you order a personal copy of A Memoir of Grace by Pastor Chuck. God called me into the ministry and how God has just led us step by step. For more information on how to order your copy, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org or call toll-free at 1-800-272-WORD.